I'm fucking dead. Like I'm, I'm actually so done with you. On this week's episode of What's the Point, find out why Priyanka is done with Nick. That's right. We managed to get the inaugural Canada's Drag Race champion, the one and only Priyanka, on the show. You are listening to What's the Point, an Arthur newspaper production broadcast by Trent Radio 92.7 CFFM in Peterborough, Ontario, every Thursday at noon. We also podcast it on our website, trentarthur.ca. I'm Nick. And I'm Brazil. And we're the co-hosts of What's the Point and the co-editors of Arthur Newspaper, Volume 55. This is a show where we normally uh, find out what's the point uh, by going through all the gloom and doom and the dumpster fire of a world that we're living in, but not this week. As a gift to our listeners, and I think also ourselves, we're going to have nothing but fun. Category is joy and laughter. This was the most fun I have ever had in an interview holy shit i am going to have to apologize in advance to anyone who has to listen to me laugh incessantly throughout this episode but it is literally pranka's fault she's the most charismatic hilarious entertaining human being i have ever met and still somehow so down to earth it literally just felt like i was chatting with one of the gals or doles as pre would say (laughs) yeah nick was not okay after this interview like they literally lied down on the floor for 20 minutes trying to collect themselves and i almost had to check their pulse though i did uh take a picture of them (laughs) nick definitely got candid with priyanka they bonded over their hometown of whitby ontario they talked about their the first times that they went to drag shows And they even go so far as to open up about their love lives. You're from Whippy? I'm a Whippy diva. I'm from Whippy. What? Yes. How old are you? I'm 22. I'm 29. (laughs) Where did, did you like go to high school in Whippy? Yeah, I went to All Saints Catholic School. My mom went to Catholic School because they thought they were more strict. So that's why I went there. I went to Father Austin, like the other Catholic school. Interesting. But we're too far apart to ever be in the same high school. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, though. Wow. It's a small world after all. That's so cool. So where do you live now? Peterborough. Yeah. Um, It's okay. There's like, it's hard to date. It's really small. Oh, you're looking for love. Oh, to grow up queer and going to Catholic school in suburbia. How did Priyanka go from the burbs to the big stage? It's kind of a funny story. Do you remember the very first drag show that you ever attended? Yes. And like, when you decide, the set part two of the question is, when did you decide that you wanted to do drag? So the first time that I ever saw a drag queen was at Cruise and Tango's in Toronto. It was a drag performer named Daytona Bitch and I walked in I was there with my friend Rachel because I I just came out to her that day and she was like we have to go to the village like any other like you know girlfriend does and we went to the village went right into Cruise and Tangles Daytona Bitch was on stage and I did the classic like I was so nervous 
and I stood there. And like when the music's playing, like when you're at a drag show, you feel a sense of safety because like that's the escape, right? You're partying, you're drinking, you're watching the queen perform. It's like you don't care about your life. You're just like living. But when the music stops and the drag queen is talking, it sometimes can add to the escape of things or it can really break you back into reality and, and you feel scared and you feel uncomfortable again and and it's like a really weird thing so with daytona she's a um insult comedian so she makes you feel like garbage and then the whole audience laughs at you and that night was a night where i was for some reason i stupidly said like just do another song, which is like the most annoying thing as a drag queen. Like you don't want to, you don't want someone to tell you what to do. It's your show. But back then I wasn't that ed- educated. So I was like, do another song. And she was like, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> yeah. So I basically had to um, backpedal and I was so nervous. I knew, I knew nothing about drag at this point. And uh, she said that my balls were small or something or like just something like I was so embarrassed. I was like, I hate drag queens. I hate them so much. And, I always just like always stayed away from drag queens. Like, I, whenever I'd go to Cruise and Tangos, I'd go to the back room or I'd go upstairs. I would just ignore all the drag queens. Um, and then um, I moved into the village. And whenever you live in the village, drag queens become your neighbors. Like you walk by them on the street and you walk by them, you know, at the grocery store and you see them everywhere. And then you start to recognize some of them out of drag because they're like, they, they pump around the village and whatever. And um, when I moved there, my friend Amanda would always take me to Cruising Tangos. And, and it was kind of like a new wave. That there was like the coming out and going to the gay bar was like your big weekend thing. And then there was a different energy of like living in the village and just like actually being a part of the culture of like the gay community. And we would watch drag shows whatever day of the week it was. Like we'd go on Thursdays, we'd go on Tuesdays, we'd go on Saturdays, we'd go on Sundays. And then we fell in love with a bunch of different drag queens like Ivory Towers and Jada Hudson and Michelle Ross and Ecstasy Love, who I then hired to perform at my birthday party. And then it was there where she was like, you should start drag. And then I literally blew up into Priyanka world. As it turns out, Priyanka's days at Cruise will definitely be an era in the minds of Toronto's queer nightlife scene. And it seems that this is the time in Priyanka's life that she won't soon forget either. But I think the first time I went to Cruise, you were performing. Like... I don't like fully the remember. Photos of the like, night or like a date. Like when was it? Uh, it would have been like in probably like the winter of like twenty seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, I I was drag queen then. It's crazy, <laughs> and that's the cool thing about being a drag queen in Toronto is that you're part of somebody's coming out story. Like like you're the first queen I ever saw, or like the night I came out, I came to see you, or like I had my first kiss at Cruising Tangles while you were on stage, or like you really become part of people's memories, which is why like then being on Canada's Drag Race, you, you, you carry that their stories with you, which is awesome. How big is the drag scene in Canada? Like, how tight-knit is it? Like, it's like, before Drag Race proper, like, it was pretty big. Like, all the Toronto queens know, know of each other. And you would know of some queens here and there. Like, I knew of a few BC queens. I knew of a few queens in Alberta. But it was, it's still very, like, small because, like, our follow, like, the people that we follow are the queens that we see on Drag Race. But in terms of the queens that I knew on Drag Race, like, I walked in knowing 
Tainomi, Juicebox, Bobo, Rita. Who else? Did you know Lemon? I didn't know Lemon yet. No, I didn't know Lemon. I didn't know Alona. I didn't know Jimbo. I knew Starzy. Yeah, there was just a handful of people that I just didn't know because, like, it's hard to not be on Drag Race, but also be, like, a buzzworthy queen that people talk about. Mm. Yeah, so we knew each other, but that's that's normal. Like, the community is small because we all try to support each other, especially seeing all the kinds of success that Drag Race girls get. We want to be able to, like, lift all the local girls up, too, to get their success as well because they're just as awesome. The first season of Candace Drag Race boasted several queens from the greater Toronto area, and a narrative emerged about Toronto queens being likened to the New York queens of the American Drag Race equivalent. Yeah, but I mean, what else is new? Canada hates Toronto for being elitist. I have heard that one before. Uh, And Priyanka won Drag Race. So Toronto just must be better, right? Toronto has more opportunities for drag queens. Um, the Toronto Queens are the ones who often pop up in the commercials and they're on the big pride floats and mm. they'll, they'll, get, they'll get flown out to other provinces to do events. Like before I was on Drag Race, I did an entire Cross Canada tour and just drag, just as Priyanka pre-Drag Race. I performed Yellowknife. I got to do Ottawa Pride. I got to do all this cool shit. So I think Toronto kind of becomes like what LA is for actors. Like you, you can go, you know, like you can, there's this hub where you can like really go and excel. Um, I don't think it's that we think that we're the shit. I think that people just expect us to be the shit Mm. because Toronto is so mainstream. Yeah, I think in the first episode, Scarlett says like, oh, there's like 20 new drag queens every week and they're all clawing at each other or something like that. Like, oh yeah, it's it's that like competitive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean like, it's tough because there is a competitiveness in the Toronto drag community, but it's kind of like just all based up to the bar owners and who they book. Like there's nothing you can like really do to get more bookings, but network and like just be good at drag. No matter what you think about Torontonians, we do know that there is nothing in this world that can prepare anyone for the level of competition that Queens endure on RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. You mentioned like later um, in the season, you your body like became like um, climatized, I think you said. Like, yeah, yeah it just seems like, <laughs> especially like the new season, like um, of like RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, like there's some like crazy gimmicks happening. I'm like, oh my God, RuPaul's Stanford Prison Experiment. Is it the most emotionally challenging thing ever? Like, how was that for you? Because I came from a background in production like I was used to like there was so many things around me that I was already used to the cameras the long hours the studio like all that stuff like felt right in my bones the emotional part was like when your body did acclimatize like feeling those real emotions because you realize how bad you want something like it's a tv show and there's an acting to it there's an improv to it there's a a singing and a dance to it but then it's also like you're there because like for me like you you risk your career to go and do this show like I could have easily been the first one to be sent home they could have like looked at that crab look and been like what the fuck was this you don't know right but you think that you're just the one in the mirror and then that's just it and and all, and all that stuff so it gets scary like it, it just gets scary especially for someone who has such high hopes and high 
goals for myself and things I want to accomplish and the type of entertainment that I want to give people. Like that's a scary part. And that's what, when it becomes emotionally exhausting because you don't want, you don't want to fail for all the people supporting you. I feel like Toronto was like rooting for you too. Like, uh, yeah, there's a video. I'll never forget this video. There's a video of the entire church street, like just screaming after I won. It's the coolest video ever. Oh my God. Like I cry every time I see it. It's so good. And Torontonians were definitely biting their nails during episode five when Priyanka's now infamous portrayal of the psychic Miss Cleo landed her in the bottom two. Miss Cleo, can you tell me what I'm thinking right now? Mmm, you're thinking about some snatch for taste later? What does that mean? It means you're sucker a pom-pom? What's a pom-pom? Look under the dance belt. Oh, got it. <laughs> I asked Priyanka about her best and worst moments on Drag Race. Favorite challenge on Drag Race was probably the Makeover Challenge and the You Wear It Well Challenge because mm. at that point it was closer to the end of the competition, so my body kind of acclimatized to being there. So I was actually like taking in all the experiences that were happening. Um, the Makeover was fun because I got to like fit him in his costume and like sew it all in, which is something I don't normally do because I'm not a seamstress. And then for the You Wear It Well, like we had that time to like sit in front of our notebooks, we will with the instrumental in our ear and like really think up like, what's my $100,000 verse? Um, I would say those were my favorite challenges. And Snatch Game was really fun too. Yeah. Ah! Snatch Game was fun in the sense of like, it was humbling. Cause I was like, oh, I'm bad. Like, this is it. Like, I am bad at this. And I knew the lip sync song was gonna be, I drove all night. So I was just excited to perform it. <laughs> I'm like, whatever, like, I literally, because like, the next day in the workroom, I'm like, so I won the award for worst match game ever. Cool. Yeah. I feel like, though, it was only, like, a thing because, like, you're so funny and so, like, good at improvising and such a good actor that, like, I feel like the expectations were just, like, really high for you. Yeah, and I also, like, when I realized that I was bad in it, I started to just talk about how good at improv I was. Just because like, if I'm gonna fall hard, I'm gonna fall the hardest. Like, that's what you wanna do on, on Drag Race, right? You wanna be able to like, know that you can't save yourself. Like the camera's got what they got and you're gonna have to just own it. Of course, this bump in the road ended up being nothing for Priyanka. All she had to do was lip sync to Celine Dion's I Drove All Night and she made that look easy. All in all, Priyanka won two challenges and the hearts of the nation. In this next clip, she talks about what this win meant for her as a queen of color. I mean, honestly, like, it just makes sense to me. Like, I just feel like it was like, it was like, when I saw myself turn the corner in my finale gown, I was like, that looks like the winner to me. <laughs> like, no, like, and like, take it, like, I know that it's me, and it's like Priyanka and Mark, and I'm on this person, but I was like, the, it's not even that the world, like, like the world need, they did need it. It was so great for everyone to see a person of color win something and be the best at something and, and, and be Guyanese and be Indian and Hindu and all that stuff. Um, but what's, what's great about it is that in no way was it just handed to me. It, it, it meant even more because it was like, you're good at what you do and you're a person of color. So congrats, like, good, like go get your money. And then since then, it's just been like, I'm the face of SodaStream and Bank of Montreal and Shoppers Drug Mart and all these amazing major, major brands, which is great for me 
and is amazing for the Priyanka brand and who I am and my, and my, and my money. I could save my money and buy a house and all that stuff. It's also great for like the next girls to come for season two of Canada's Drag Race that they just announced because now like they can, that, that can be their goal to be the winner and get all these cool campaigns and go on tour and, and be, the, be the fucking doll. Like I think it's so cool. Mm. Yeah, it means a lot to me because it it means I'm in the right direction. I'm I'm doing the right thing. I'm in in the right place. But 2020 was a weird year to climb to new career heights as a drag queen. Winning Canada's Drag Race thrust Priyanka into a new level of limelight at a time where sharing that win, whether it be on stage or in a crowd of sweaty club goers, would prove challenging. But after being on Drag Race and all the work it took to get her there, Priyanka was ready for a break. I know this is like controversial, like I'm really sad about the pandemic and I'm sad that like all the people who like died and like this virus is fucking crazy. But for someone who's spent like, I've been in TV since I was 15. So that's almost like 15 full years in the television industry. So for someone who's like been hustling for the last 15 years to slow down, but have the biggest thing in my entire life so far happen to me, and be able to spend the time with my family and my friends and, and be in Toronto and, and, you know, watch the episodes with my mom at home, in our family home. Like, it, it meant a lot to have that experience because I was still able to do the viewing parties and watch the episodes on a smaller capacity. So I was still getting that part of it. But I was also able, like, the next day to, like, meet up with friends down the street and, like, chit-chat about it and not have to just be in, like, Vegas and then Chicago and then UK which is which is what I want to do now that I've got to experience that because everyone was so proud of me like everyone's support is the reason why I won that show and, and we got to all celebrate it together. That is so beautiful I'm so glad that you got to share that with your community and that you got to have a break like yeah, yeah you fucking deserve it. <laughs> I got to have a break while also being at the top of my game like it was a really cool thing. But Priyanka is ready to get back to work. I have a super secret show coming out very soon. I have a, a full EP coming out very soon. And then I want to go on tour. So we're hoping for vaccines and we're hoping for COVID numbers to go down and we're hoping for all that stuff so that the dolls can get back to work. Is yeah, it- I do have a lot of, I'm like planning projects. I'm like, I like content and I like fans love content. Like whatever you, you put up, they eat up. So I'm like, you know, I'm starting, I'm starting to TikTok. I, I saw that. Amazing. I'm like sexy, like in my underwear now, like, ooh, and then I do like some in drag. I did, I did one today, and it's like me voice, me voicing over. Ice cream. Me voicing over if I was on um, Drag Race UK. But for some reason, someone marked it as adult nudity and sexual activity. Where? I'll redo it. I'll, I'll, I'll redo it and hope for the best. But like, it seems weird that because there's no nudity in my... Anyway. Seems homophobic. <laughs> it is very homophobic. But yeah, I, I'm like, I have a new energy in me where I'm just wanting to create content for people. Mm. Is, your sec- is your super secret show, I know you probably can't say anything about it, but is it by any chance like, no. I just like I just like I'm not I'm not telling you what to do. I just have a dream of like you and Lemon doing like a Trixie Katya like um kind of thing. Like I think that'd be so fucking. Everyone funny. wants Lemon and I together, and it's gonna happen. But that's not the show I'm talking about. 
Okay. Well, I'm extremely excited for it, nonetheless. Yeah, it's gonna be good. I, I Lemon's gonna. We're both gonna get our asses tested, and we're gonna sit in a studio and just record a bunch of shit because we have to. Ontario's in lockdown. We're not supposed to leave. Since this interview, Priyanka has become the host of the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. She's also been on Trixie Mattel's legendary YouTube channel and appeared in a photo shoot with season 12 winner Jada Essence Hall and All-Stars winner Shea Coulet. Speaking of RuPaul's Drag Race proper, I just had to ask Priyanka for her thoughts on the season 13 queens. There's a new season of, I guess, Drag Race proper, as you refer to it. Yeah, there's... There's, there's there's RuPaul's Drag Race US, there's Drag Race UK, season two just got announced, everything, it's happening, it's happening for the dolls. I need to get on Drag Race UK, I have not seen any of it, and it's I've heard it's so good. Amazing. Um, but I was wondering, like, who you're rooting for in uh, season 13 of Drag Race US. I want Denali, Candy Muse, Simone, and I love Tamisha Iman. I don't care. I don't know how she's going to do, but she is my winner. I love her. Like, whenever I watch her, I cry. Like, I actually cry. Like, I actually, like, it's like, it's, it's overwhelming because she just has such a big heart and you can feel it and she cares about you. And, mm. she loves you. and I'm like, I love her so much. And like, I messaged her and she's like, I'll send you a free t-shirt. I was like, no, I'll buy it. I'll buy your t-shirt. I love you. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm also obsessed with Simone and Denali because, like, a figure skating queen, like, Milk could figure never. Queen, no, the roller skating queen, like, it's y'all sisters. Right? Right. Huh. Yeah, I almost cried when Tamisha and Mom went home. Okay, but the reason Priyanka says that Denali and I are going to be sisters is that earlier in the interview, I decided to run my long held, never actualized drag dreams by her. This is what she had to say. Always try it. Always try drag. It's so fun. I have, I have an idea. I like, I really want to be a, so like, I love roller skating. I'm like, I'm not gonna lie, pretty good at roller skating, can do some tricks and shit. Yeah. Um, can do a cartwheel on roller skates. I feel like I could like learn new tricks. I want to be Tanya Hardon. I want to be a roller skating drag queen. 90s feel like wearing like, do it. I have it. no qualms. None. Do it. None. Just do it. Okay. Well, now I have to because you told me to. <laughs> Approved by the queen. Would you ever come to Peterborough? Can you please come perform in Peterborough one day? Yes, of course. Put it on the tour. I'll come. I don't care. Oh my god. I will turn to complete party in Peterborough. Like, don't worry. I have no doubt. I have no doubt that you would. <laughs> a tour. Like, I'm, I'm Canada's drag race. I have to go visit all corners of Canada. So you know what this means, right? You've got to get on it because Priyanka is going to come meet Tanya. Ah, my brain actually cannot even begin to entertain that as a real thing that could happen. I think I need to go lie down on the carpet and not move for a while to even attempt uh, at grappling with that idea. But anyways, thank you so much, Priyanka. If you listen to this, just know that I'm literally in love with you and I will never forget the time that we shared. I miss you already. Please come to Peterborough and grace us with your talent, your charisma, your majesty. I love you. So, have fun. Get your booty hole wrecked. You 
You've been listening to What's the Point, an Arthur newspaper production. If you like this podcast, check out our website, trentarthur.ca, and please consider supporting our work through a monthly donation. You can donate at the website, so that's trentarthur.ca slash donate. We are Nick Taylor and Brazil Gaffney Knox, the co-editors-in-chief of Arthur Newspaper, Volume 55. Arthur Newspaper is the independent student press at Trent University. Our office is located in the student-owned Victorian mansion called Sadler House in Nagojunong, Peterborough, Ontario, Canada. We research, record, and learn on the traditional territory of the Michisagig Anishinaabe. We are deeply grateful for their care of and teachings about the land. May we strive to be decolonial in all that we do.